Lord, we thank you for a great opportunity to be in your presence this morning. We have gathered at your sanctuary. Father, we are here to hear your word. Bible said that these words, they are new every morning. Father, bring it afresh to us this morning in the name of Jesus. King of glory, give us a listening ear. Give us a teachable heart. A heart of flesh. A heart that your word can pierce into. A heart, O oh God, that will absorb the word of God. Lord, this morning they have gathered not to see me, but Lord, we have gathered to see you. I hide myself behind the cross. I ask, O oh God, that you speak to us in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask this morning that door of utterance be opened unto me. Let me speak as a man appointed by God. Let me speak as an oracle of God. Father, let me speak your mind and your mind only this morning. For in Jesus' name we pray. Father, we are looking unto you. We are hoping at the end of this sharing and this ministration, our lives shall never remain the same. There will be a great change because we have met with you. This is our prayer, for we pray in Jesus' name. This morning, we have a serious matter in our hand. A very weighty matter to consider. Where we read the only lesson, in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, he said, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatterings. But, that's our topic, but the people that know their God, they shall be what? Strong, and they will do exploits. In the, the shadow shared earlier in the year, for the last uh, half of the year. The topic there said, those that know their God, they shall do exploit. But thank God this morning, in the program, he said, those that know their God, they shall be what? Strong. And they shall do what? Exploits. By the grace of God, and by the leading of the Spirit of God, the ministration or the sharing this morning, is divided into three parts. Into three parts. First, we are going to consider is the characteristics or the attitudes of people that know their God. That are exhaustible. They're not, they're not exhaustible. But I'll try as much God will help me to show you much I can, as God helped me this morning, the characteristics and the attitudes of people, so that for you to weigh yourself, if indeed you know the Lord. Hallelujah. The second part, we are going to consider, what are these things that make them strong? What are these things 
that make them strong. Then number three, we are going to consider the exploits. I want to tell you beforehand that there is only one exploit the Lord requires of you to do for him. Don't take it that when you go to build a church, you are doing exploit. There's one exploit the Lord wants you to do what? To do for him. Praise the Lord. Let's go with the characteristics and the attitude or the qualities. When you see somebody, you know that indeed this person knows the Lord. Hallelujah. First is a man that knows God must have encountered Jesus, the Son of the living God, our Savior and the Captain of our salvation. He must have encountered him as his personal God and what? Savior. He must have encountered Jesus. There must be a daytime. There must be a place you have encountered Jesus. Personally. Not as a group. Not as a family. Not as a couple. Personally, you have encountered Jesus. Quickly, can somebody help me read Acts chapter 9, 4 to 6. I prefer New, I prefer King James. Yes. 4 to 6. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why persecute you me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you persecute. It is hard for you to kick against the bricks. And he, and he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told you what you must do. Praise the Lord. That's an encounter. This is a man. They have gotten a letter from the high priest. You know, it's not now that you can just put a letter in your pocket and go. There's no type of letter you cannot just pocket in your pocket of your trouser. Then, letters are in scrolls. Sometimes, the bearer may not be the person carrying the letter. I get what I'm saying. There may be servants, two or three, that will carry the scrolls where the letter is. This man collected the authority from the high priest to go down to Jerusalem and kill everybody. This man in his heart thought he was working for God. This man in his heart thought he's a delight of God. But on his way, let us look at verse 5. I want somebody to do the same thing that Paul did in verse 5. And he said, who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord? If it's the modern English, you will say, Who are you, Lord? Can somebody say, Jesus, who are you? I come to chapel. I'm born into a Christian family. My both parents are Christians. When I was in Lagos, I was preaching like this. And I, at the end of the service, 
uh, a bro- uh, uh, I would say a brother, but he's a colleague, a fellow banker. He came to me. Also, most of us will be feeling a kuele. I'm a kuanyambo. Mama mbo a leader. Ne anyamo. You see, your mother is just a lay leader. What about the people that their father is archbishop? What about people that their father is a bishop? What about people that their father is even a venerable professor? And you are here saying that your mother, just your mother, and you said you are a Christian. Brother, sister, if you are here, at a point in your life, you must not encounter Jesus the way um, Saul, who later became Paul, encountered. No. You must encounter him in your own way. But this question must come. Who are you, Lord? He will not tell you who he is. He will not tell you what is required of you to do. Hallelujah. It does not matter how many years you have been a member of any church. Or even this chapel. If you are not sure that you have encountered the Lord, you don't know God. And if you don't, if you have not encountered Jesus, number one, you don't know God. And I want to tell you, there's no place for you in heaven. No wonder the Bible said, nobody come unto the Father, except through who? Through the Son. Nobody come to the Father. Nobody. It's not by membership of anything. No! It's encounter. When we are very young, I repented in this Enugu, just like I said the other time. Those people that repented before us, if you meet them, they will ask you, it's a year ago, before you could tell them yes, he said, in Abatago Jesus, one of them is here, I don't know if, if she's judged today. That's the question you ask you. And I want to ask you that question. Have you repented, number one? Have you accepted Jesus as your personal God and Savior? Then you know. That's the first character. That's the foundational character of any man that said, I know the Lord. That is the foundation. You know, I read accountancy. I read accountancy in the university. When you come to read accountancy, the first course they will, t- they will teach you is what we call principles of what? Accounting. Principles. That the principles of the gospel is that you must what? Encounter Jesus. If you have not encountered Jesus and you are sitting here, ha, you have great opportunity today. You have a wonderful opportunity. Don't undermine this opportunity. Don't overlook this opportunity. I want to take number two and number three together. They look alike, but there's a great difference. Number two, a man that knows God must obey the scriptures. A man that knows God must what? Obey the scriptures. Obey the Bible. Obey the word of God as contained in the Bible. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 16. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto what? Unto salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. That's number 15. Number 16 said, All scriptures is given by inspiration of God 
Number one is what? Profitable. Number two is for what? Doctrine. Number three, for reproof. Four, for correction. Number five, for instruction. In what? In righteousness. Permit me to read verse 17 too. He said, that the man of God may be what? The man of God may be what? Is the word of God that makes you perfect. I don't want to go into some controversial issues. Whenever I preach, I avoid it. I avoid controversial issues. But let me tell you. Let me tell you. Some Christians toy with God. They play with God. They, they, are, they are whatever you think they will be in the church. They are members of Mother's Union. They are members of um, maybe the lady or knight. They may be anything. But to obey this word of God is a big problem. Let me just take one. That's why I don't, let me just take one. You know, in the office, you will see somebody that you know that is a Christian. Maybe you sit in the same church with him. You belong to the same church with him. Maybe you also belong in the same council. You may be a senior delegate, but we work in the same office. In the church, he will dress like a Christian. He will cover her hair. He will dress very distantly. Cover every nakedness. But as, when he comes to the office, it will be a different thing. And I look at these people, I laugh. I said, do you think you can play God? If you, if you agree with me, that a man that says he knows God, must obey the scriptures. I want to ask, Deuteronomy 22 verse 5, is it not in the scriptures? No, answer me. No, is it not in the scriptures? Is, it, is, is there any exception that you believe some and you leave some? And somebody will walk to office with trousers as a female? And still come and say he's a member of Mother's Union. In fact, in Lagos, I know a particular woman. She's a trainer. When I mean a trainer, she's the one that trains the women that want to go into a women's guild and... Mother's Union. She's a trainer. Various times I've traveled from East back to Lagos or from Lagos with her and if you see her, you think if, if they tell you that this woman is married, you will doubt it. And I have everybody else to go to her and say, Sister, how are you? Hey, brother, who's on? She will embrace me. I'm a brother. But she's disobeying the word of God. Praise the Lord. Look, Go and read the scriptures. Bible said, study to show yourself approved of God. A workman that needed up to be what? Ashamed. Rightly. Dividing the word of truth. Let me tell you, if you do not preach it with your mouth, your lifestyle will show it. I get what I'm saying. If you do not preach it, your lifestyle will show it. Number three. That's why I said it's like number two. A man that knows God must obey God and the leading of the Spirit of God. He must do what? Obey God and the leading. Let me tell you. You can say, ah, why you say you must obey God? Yes, there are some things God would speak to you as an individual. Privately. Not as a church. To you in particular. 
He will come to you and he will tell you this. Are you ready to obey? The other time, Professor Marire was preaching and he mentioned Pa' Elton. How many of you know Pa' Elton? I've seen him. Okay, good. Okay, good. Who else? Okay, good. Uh-huh. Dr. Anik, I know you must know him. I don't know him. I've never seen him. I've only seen the picture of the wife. But when I was in Ife, when I was in Abefemi Awolowo University, when I went there to do my service and subsequently I did my postgraduate, I was attending a church. My pastor cannot preach any Sunday without mentioning Pa Elton's name. He cannot preach any Sunday without mentioning his name. In fact, I was saying that I should have known this man. Why did I have not seen this man? He will say that I was the last person that saw by Elton before he died. Now, and I know before I left, when I was undergraduate, a couple of people have, as they are preaching, they mentioned by Elton said this, by Elton said that. And I, I was, when I now got Ife, and this man was singing and dancing by Elton, by Elton. When I went to him, I said, who is this man? He said, by Elton, is a Briton. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you. He said he's a Briton. He was in Britain and God told him, said, move to Nigeria to a city called Elisha. To a city called Elisha. Go there, live there, and work for me there. We are talking about Onyocha, not a Nigerian. We were not talking about somebody from China or Korea. We are talking about some, some, a citizen of Britain. Good. He now brought out map of Nigeria. He turned it. You know then, things have not advanced as they are now. They can only see Lagos, Ibadan, Portacourt, Enugu, Calabar, Kanu, Kaduna, you know? There's no, there's nowhere they can find Elisha in the map. Then they met a Nigerian. The Nigerian said, yes. There's a city or a village called Elisha. It's in the western part of Nigeria. When you get to Lagos, move down to Ibadan. From Ibadan, you find your way to Elisha. And this man gathered all his things with the wife left Britain and came to not to Lagos. Not to Ibadan. But to where? To Elisha. Even up to today, I cannot tell you that Elisha is a city. Even as I'm talking, I've been to Elisha when I was in Ife. I took some exams in Elisha. I have some, cost, for some reasons to go to Elisha. If I tell you that, even as I'm talking to you now, that Elisha is as developed as Enugu. No, it cannot be compared with Enugu. It cannot even be compared to, to without, even Nsuka. Maybe Nsuka is more developed than Elisha. That was where the man lived, worked for God, preached the word, and did what? And died. I want to ask you, if God come tomorrow and tell you, gather your things, professor of medicine, a medical doctor, consultant, he said, gather everything. I have something for you at KB Zamfara. 
Are you ready to obey God? It is not a man that is talking. It's God. Hallelujah. If you say you know God, you must do what? You must obey Him. Last year, great in the man came here. Is it not true? He's my friend. He used to hold meetings at the beginning of the year. He used to hold meetings. So, I attend with my family virtually every year since I started. I think two years ago, a friend of mine, a roommate of mine in the university, who is now an available, is a missionary at Togo. He covers Church of Nigeria Missionary Society mission field at Togo that extends to Burkina Faso, Senegal, and all that. Mali. So three of us were talking. He now said, uh, great, Agogo Mozo. God resigned now for Malia. God be an mission field for him at uh, Burkina Faso or Mali. <laughs> so, great now stood down and said, Ozo, he considered Pali for a woman. He be Pali for a woman. He did for sure. Hallelujah. I laughed. You know why I'm laughing? If like, Verebo Oliver, that's the other, the variable. If you have come and said, also last night, the Lord told me you are going to be managing director of FBN UK. He will not stoop down to tell me. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Is it, if not, if, if, you know, normally God bless us here, we have prophecies. If some, if some, if God stand down and tell me, also, you're going to be the next commissioner. Ha! Everybody, nobody will go home and pray. Nobody. Ha, but that, that prophecy said, also gather your things together. You are going to one village in River State. Are you ready to obey God? It's a serious matter. It's not a laughing matter. It's a, that's why I said we have a very weighty matter to discuss this morning. You see, if you don't obey God, if you don't obey God, let me tell you, if God have given you a direction, an instruction, if God have instructed you about anything, and you refuse, you want to, you know, justify it, he will then, he then he go to Venerable and tell Venerable, pray for me. You now recruit all the chaplains and said, pray for me. Why are they praying for you? Is it not God that has spoken to you? Let me ask you this. Most of you are medical doctors. Tell me, how many of you that prayed, had, you know, chains of fasting and prayers, and God now told you, go and read medicine? How many of you? Is that, look, I went to secondary school. It's fashionable. Every, anybody that did physics, chemistry, biology, would like to do what? To read medicine. When, during my own time, that's why I didn't go to university. In time, I was, I was putting medicine, pharmacy, medicine, pharmacy. First year, medicine. Second year, pharmacy. Third year. That was what I was doing. After the fourth year, I was working in this Enugu local government. The one at uh, Old Park. If you, if you take me now, I take you to my office and I take you to the, where I was sitting and I had the Spirit of God. It's like a personality came to me, said also, you cannot read medicine. You cannot read pharmacy. You cannot read engineering. Listen very well. 
the type of course you read is a course that when you get to work, you use only pen and paper. You cannot, one day, I had that voice said, one day, if you say you're going to read medicine, you'll be in the lab. You won't make it acid. You can't do these things. Go and choose a course that when you finish, you come to work, you use only pen. Then, computer was not too popular now, as, as, as it is now. Just pen and paper. And I was, as I was listening to this voice, the financial controller of the local government came out from the other building and was standing there, sit out. He now said, look at that man. You will be like him. He doesn't work with chemicals. He comes to office with only pen and paper. That's what you are going to be. And I obeyed him. And that's why I went to read accountancy. I get him. I'm qualified to read medicine. I'm qualified to read engineering. I'm qualified to read pure chemistry, uh, physics, whatever. But God have told me, though academically you are qualified, but physically you may not be qualified. Brethren, are you ready to obey God? <laughs> are you ready to obey God? If you don't obey God, calamity. But I, I pray it will not be a portion in Jesus' name. Number four. Number four. A man that knows God must fulfill his destiny. He must know why he was born and purpose of his word is existence. I take it again. A man that knows God must fulfill his de destiny. He must know why he was born and the purpose of his word is existence on the earth. Let's look at 1 John 3, 8. Uh, 3, 8, yes. Hallelujah. He that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Did you hear now? Did you see reason why devil exists? And the purpose why Jesus came? Repeat it again. He said, whoever that sinned. He that commits sin. Is of who? Of the devil. Is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. That is why he's existing. Just hold on a bit. That's the reason why devil is what? Existing. That is his destiny. To commit what? Sin. Yes. For this purpose. For this reason or for this purpose. The son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. For this reason. The Son of Man was what? Manifested. So, so they can do what? So that he will do what? I want to ask you. Why your mama born you? Why your mama born you? Today, many years after, people are talking about Pa Elton. What would they say about you? Many years after, or people are talking about Big Graham. What would they say about you? Many years after, people are still reading the books of Kenneth Hagen. What will, is there any book they will read about you? 
What, what would they remember? Ha, it was academically stand. Eh? That's all. He have something upstairs. Eh? And that is all. When he appeared before your maker, what will you tell him? Number five. A man that knows God must be patient and never in a haste. Write it down. If you have not written anything down, write this one down. A man that said or claims that he knows God must be what? And will never be in a hurry. Isaiah 28 verse 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for what? A foundation. A what? A stone. A tried stone. A precious cornerstone. A sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make what? Somebody should help me with other versions. If you have amplified, good. Good news, okay? I am placing in Zion a foundation that is firm and strong. In it, I am putting a solid cornerstone. A solid cornerstone. On which are written the words. Mm-hmm. Faith that is firm is also patient. Is also what? Patient. No. Can somebody help me? Another word for haste. Hurry. Patient. Another word. NIV. I'm reading from NLT. New Living Translation. Okay, go ahead. It says, therefore, this is what the sovereign law says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. Will never be what? Is he okay? Now, this stone is talking about who is he? Who is he? When I was preparing this message, it was pressed strongly in my spirit to talk to young girls, young sisters, single sisters here. Listen to this story. I'll try to shorten it, but you must hear this story if you're a single lady here. And even if a mother too, if you're a mother here, listen to this story I want to tell you. We have a branch, branch of First Bank, one of our branches in Lagos. In a street called Abibioki. is in Lagos Island. One morning around 9.30 or thereabout. A young lady. Maybe about 31, 32. You know. You know. 29, 30, 32. Came in. And deposited 100,000 naira. She left. Unfortunately for her. The teller quickly posted the money. About 15, 20 minutes after. She ran back and said, I want my money back. I want my money back. She was making trouble in the banking hall. So the operation manager came and took her inside the office and said, what is the problem? He said, I just deposited 100,000 naira to a lawyer's account. But I'm not interested in any story. I want the money back. Then the manager told her, said, let's see if, if he's posted, there's nothing Anybody will do about it. It's only the account holder, the account owner, 
that will affect a withdrawal of that 100,000. Unfortunately for her, they went to the teller. The teller had posted. Now, the lady was making trouble. In fact, the lady went and called the police. But he bribed the police. Just saw a policeman and said, I want to take my money back. This, that, that, that. So the police came. Now, the operation manager, a lady from Asaba, you know, in the working place, your sister. He was speaking in rivers. All of us are what? Our brothers. The lady called me. He said, Who's on one name? I'm with Palun Sobu. See, what is it? He said, He just told me this story. I said, Eh. I said, First, first thing you must do, put Lien in that account. Put a Lien of 100,000 immediately. So drop the phone and put a Lien of 100,000. He did that. Lien means that if you go to withdraw, you cannot withdraw, withdraw including that 100,000. If you have a million hundred thousand, you can withdraw hundred thousand, but you cannot, you can withdraw one million, but you can't withdraw that hundred thousand. So, he now called me back. I said, okay. He now said, Ozo, another thing is that we looked at the mandate of this account, that the person is a prison warder. No, there's nothing to show that he's a lawyer. And this lady is claiming that, uh, that the fiancée that the mother of the fiancée called her and begged her that the son have a problem. If he can just pay 100,000 naira into this lawyer's account, that the lawyer will affect uh, the bail. Then when the son comes out, if any at the marriage will take place, they will refund you 100,000. You know, story, story. Now said, okay. And I said, can we check where the account is domiciled? Happened that the account is domiciled at this Enugu main branch, the one at Upper Avenue. I said, okay. First, tell that policeman there to go to court and get a court order. There is only a court order that will instruct the bank to debit somebody's account. It was then that the policeman confessed that uh, it's a fast job. We want to help this girl. Uh, I said, I said, tell her to leave that place before we call our own police. To come and arrest him. Then he left. Now I said, okay, tell that lady, the science patient, that she will let her give us one week. We'll get this money back. But she will excise patient and not come back to the branch to make trouble. So and I told her, write to Enugu men and tell them that this account has a suspicious transaction that the Owner of this account, whenever he comes, you know, that they, sh- uh, they should uh, interrogate him and call us while the man is with them. A few days after, to cut the story short, the prison warder dressed very, very, very well. You know, when we're with coppers, there's a way you dress. They said, you have dressed five over five. <laughs> so the, the prison warder dressed very, very well. Well starched, kitted, the boot, everything. Perfect. Let me tell you, if you're a froster here, take it from me directly. Whatever you do, when it gets to the point of going to bank to get money, just be sure of yourself. If not, I want to tell you as a banker of many years standing, that once there's a suspicious transaction in your account, 
their name, their photograph, their candidates is before those tellers. Once you come to withdraw, they will just look at your face and they look at that picture before they accept that instrument from you. It's a secret I'm giving you in case if you're a froster here. So, the, the man came and filled the stellar uh, withdrawal slip and submitted. Immediately, the lady saw and the, the picture, the account number, you know, the target. And then said, a minute. He just went to the operation manager and said, the man is here. So, the operation manager came and said, okay, a minute, just come behind the counter. The man thought they are going to give him a, a VIP treatment. So when he came, he said, sit down. He want to withdraw 100,000. He said, yes. He said, but where, where is the source of this money? Who deposited this money into your account? He said, uh, um, one of the sister to the inmate that I helped. He said, okay, call the, call the person. As they were still struggling, he now called the inmate. That's the prison inmate. From there, to call the story short, the commandant or the assistant commandant at that time is a friend of the branch. So they invited the commandant and said, we have issue with one of your men here. So the commandant said he's very, very, very busy, but he's sending five of their men. So five of their men came and arrested this man. Now, this is their findings. Are you ready for their findings? Good. Young ladies, please listen to me. They went and investigated and discovered that a condemned criminal in Enugu prison here. Because I told that lady in Lagos, I said, I grew up in Enugu. I know there's only one prison in Enugu metropolis. So, the inmate, the inmate came, the inmate came and, and the, they came and said, the inmate have a phone and there's an internet on that phone. And that internet is using it to browse and you now it was chatting this lady. And over Facebook, chatting and all that, he promised the lady he will marry the lady. And the lady concurred on the internet. He now used a female. This warden, prison warden, now gave a female outside the prison the number of this girl to act as the mother. And I called the lady and said, Biko, my, do- my son is have problem this. Just pay into this lawyer's account. And this lawyer will now perfect the bail and all that. If my son come out, everything will be okay. My son have told me he want to marry you. Every no problem. This, that, 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 that. And she now came and paid. I want to ask you, single lady, that man that you chat with in the midnight, who is he? Bible said, he that believeth, said do what? Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a haste. Don't be in a hurry. Husband will come. Are you getting me? Husband will come. At the age of 45, he will do what? He will come. At the age of 50, he will what? He will come. He that believeth, Bible said, do not be what? In a haste. 
Number six, a man that knows God must endlessly contend for the faith that was once handed over to the saints. Jude 3. Number seven, a man that knows God must flee, comma, resist, and abhor sin. A man that knows God must do what? Must flee, resist, and abhor sin. Second Timothy 2, 3 to 4 and verse 19. Let's go to the second part of this message. What makes these people that know God strong? One can be strong in God. Number one, by giving himself to what? To prayer. A Christian that does not pray does not know God. Are you getting what I'm saying? A Christian that does not pray can never be strong in the Lord. Number two, giving himself to the word of God. Number three, having unshakable faith. Number four, having a Christ-like lifestyle. You must live like Christ. People will look at you and say, in our neighborhood, there's a man that looks like Christ. He talks like Christ. He behaves like Christ. He thinks like Christ. He walks like Christ. Quickly, Acts chapter 6, 3 to 7. Acts 6, 3 to 7, yes. Wherefore, brethren, look out among you, even men of honest report, full of Holy Ghost, wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. You know this story very well. But verse 4 is where I am interested. But we will give ourselves continually to what? To prayer. And to what? Continually to prayer. A man that knows God and wants to be strong in the Lord will continue to pray. In Isaiah, in First Kings, First Kings chapter 17, verse 1. A man called Elisha of what? Of Tishbat. He came to the king and said, There will be no rain, there will be no water for how many years? He said, Before God I do what? I stand. Before whom? In the name of God our Lord. In, in, in his presence I do what? I stand. Who are you standing in his presence? Do you know you can pray even in the toilet? You can pray everywhere. Go home and pray. Bible says pray without what? Season. Whenever you cease to pray. Any day you cease to pray, you are, you are weak. You are not strong. You can't even kill a rat as a Christian. But when you pray and you continue to pray, in, in the gospel he said, Seek, you will find. What else? Knock. What next? Good. In the next verse, he said, As many that have knocked, they have what? The door is open to them. As many that seek, they found. As many that they have received. What it means is that you, God is waiting for you. As many others that have prayed, God has answered them. And God is waiting for you to do what? To pray. Finally, the last part, the exploit. There is only one exploit the Lord wants from you. 
evangelize the world from Jerusalem to what? To uttermost parts of the world. Quickly, two people, as I conclude. Two people. Matthew 28, 18-20, Isaiah 61, verse 1-3. to And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. I am what? Go and preach the word. In Isaiah 61, it said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord have anointed me to do what? To preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are what? Bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of vengeance of our God is to comfort all the mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for what? Ashes. Read the rest. Read the rest. Another opportunity is coming. As I can see in the bulletin that the church will be going back to Amafo. 17 to 19. From that period to anywhere this church will go again, I will be part of it. Listen to me. That's the only commission God has given to us. And that's the only thing that you can go to heaven with. Let me tell you, let me give you a revelation as I conclude. Money. People said, if you cannot preach, your money will preach for you. It's a lie. Get it clear for me. Both of them will do, God, will do what? Will go together. Your money cannot do it alone. You must preach with your mouth. You must tell somebody, Jesus do what? Saves. As you also give your money. Let me tell you what, why you give your money is for one single reason. Bible said, give, it shall be given unto you. Good, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Shall men do what? Did he say it will take you to heaven? No, I'm asking you, your Bible student. Did he say that as you give your money, it takes you to heaven? It's a lie. I preach prosperity. These people that preach prosperity, I preach it too. You give so that you prosper. It does not give you salvation. Money does not give you what? Salvation. I want to conclude, but take this testimony from me. It happened 20 years ago when we were in university. We went to, that time, a lot of missions were on in the university. Nifes went their own. I'm of FAC student. So we went. We went to Anam. We went to Anam. You know you have many Anams. You have Umweza Anam. Umudiora Anam. There are about five or six communities called Anam. But we went to Mudiora and Umugu Anam. Brethren, let me spare you the whole thing and tell you what happened the first night and the last night as I conclude. The first night when we got there, in the first square where we want to preach, this my brother I called the Vere Bolivar was the one that would preach. Cheated very well, ready to bombard them with the word of God. Rain came. Serious rain. You know, trust students now, I was the only person because I was guiding some gadgets like camera 
and other things. If you take them to the water, it will spoil them. So other people, they remove their clothes. Men, we are wearing only singlet and boxers. They ran inside the rain. Trousers self. Ran inside the rain. They were singing. As they were singing, they conferred among themselves. I said, Let's take this opportunity and move to all the shrines. If you know Anam area, Umuleri area, Aguleri, all those areas, they are idol personified. Every family have a very big idol. Not small, though, very big idol. They have Ndibwe that they worship like as we gather. They call them Ndibwe. They wear red, white. We met them too. We confronted them. So that night, brethren moved from one shrine to the other. When they get to this shrine, they will pray. They will cancel everything. They will carry mud and push inside the, 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 the shrine. And they moved more than 47 shrines and came back. They came and told me, let's stand up and go. And we left. The next morning, as we were going for money, cry. My God. People were shouting. Hey! When they were saying that, people were laughing. Laughing. The, the last night, brethren, permit me, for the last night, let me tell you what happened. We gather, at, because it's the last night, the next, the, the next day is Sunday, we're going to have the service and go. We gathered at that square, the last square. And when we gathered around 5.30, we sat in front of one man's house. When the man came out and saw us, he came to us and said, we left. Trust students now. Another set of students saw that that place was free. They went there and sat down. The man came again and said, please go. As, uh, when he finished that, in the opposite the man's house was a very big shrine. So the man, they gathered there, the man and other people. We saw one young man, really energetic. The man the young man went there, knelt down before the shrine, and they were doing some incantations. They were doing some incantations. Because that, that mission we went to, we went with the son, the first son of the Igwe of that community. He, he also happened to be my best man when I went there. So he was the one that came and told us that, because that young man, he not you know, Rivanaja engulfed these communities together. He said he ran down and he threw it. Once he threw it, all of us will scatter. There will be a heavy rain here. Immediately, we got that information. Said for where? This night, they must hear the gospel. Maka secretary bayaka sante. Robert secretary bayaka. Today, today, as we are just, everybody scattered. We saw the young man as he was running down to Rivanaja. Brethren, the clouds were gathering, gathering, gathering. We, in fact, personally, I went, I, I, I was watching the guy. He ran like one kilometer down to the water. I saw him when he threw the thing and he was running up. Just midway, brethren, I was told scientifically that any night that the moon comes out, it means there will be no rain. Is it not? Before you come out, the moon came out. The, the cloud disappeared. The, everywhere we can see ourselves clearly that night. And our brother, I think he's a reverend now, Emekona, preached the word. As he was preaching the word, brethren, a, a born, deaf, and dumb 
from birth. He was born deaf and dumb. He ran from the crowd, came to where he was preaching, and he was doing like this. What he was saying that, I can hear what you are saying. I can hear what you are saying. The mother ran out and said, Okumam, he was telling the mother, I can hear you. I can hear you. Did you see what the devil wanted to deprive us of that night? And the whole young, all the young men in that community, they went to where we were staying that night. And we gathered them together and said, is the mathematics your problem? Now some of us that know maths very well, we teach you mathematics. Is it chemistry? We teach you chemistry. Is it biology? We teach you biology. Be very bold. Be bold like a lion. Step out. Walk to the altar. As you ask, that is the question Saul, who later became Paul, asked, said, Who are you, Lord? Come and ask that question and encounter the Lord this morning. We want to still give you opportunity. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is touching somebody here. Please don't miss the opportunity before we pray. If you are that person, please say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you Lord for your word. I thank you because your word has brought conviction into my heart. Lord, I confess that I have heard you severally. But Lord, I have continued to live in my own way. Have mercy upon me. Today, O God, cancel my name from the book of death. And write my name in the book of life. That from this day henceforth, that I may know you. And that God, through the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I'll be counted among those who shall do exploit in the field of the gospel. Thank you, Lord Jesus, as I receive newness of life from you. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. If you pray that prayer, please kindly raise up your hands. God bless you. Kindly raise up your hands if you pray that prayer. The Bible says, as many as received him, to then gave him power to become the sons of God. Can you just talk to the Lord right now? You have come to meet him. You have not come to meet any man. A miracle is happening in your spirit. Right now, the Lord is creating you. And it's making you one with his son. Can you close your eyes and talk to him? Talk to him now. Talk to the Lord, your maker. Tell him that you have come to him. Ask him to grant you newness of life. And may he grant you the seal of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your children. We give you praise. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, because it is your Holy Spirit that has given them the conviction. We pray, O oh God, that, Lord, you will do, O oh God, a miracle of salvation in their life. Grant them, O oh Lord, the seal of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, in all the ways that they have walked before now, O oh God, contrary to your word, we ask that, Lord, you will have mercy upon them in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that, Father, from today henceforth, the joy of salvation, O oh God Almighty, will be released into their life. Thank you, Jehovah God, that from this day indeed, they will continually, experientially know you in the name of Jesus Christ. Manifest in their life and in their walk with you, your power. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. 
Father, we thank you and we give you praise. Thank you for your word. We ask and pray that, Father, in our walk with you, indeed we'll experience, O oh God, your power that to do exploits in the name of Jesus. Thank you for you have heard us. Bless your servants, O oh Lord, you have used this this morning and to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying.